Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week one preview. I'm Liam, your host, and this week we are not joined by Patrick. He is currently in uh, Ibiza, I think. Uh, he's left Madrid. He's left Jude Bellingham's winner, which he saw live, which I'm jealous of. And he's now in Ibiza, chilling uh, in, in in the sun that's probably a bit less muggy than our sun. So I'm joined by a uh, frequent guest of the pod, normally talking about draft, but we're now talking about week one. Uh, it's Lee Wakefield, who now writes for the touchdown and the bolt beat, which I think I've got right. Um, yeah, Lee, mate, how are you doing? Ready for uh, for week one? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Nice to nice to be on again. And yeah, like you say, diving in straight into week one. Um, ready for the NFL season now to start. Um, like you say, a couple of new gigs for me. Did the touchdown pod the, the other day, and yeah, ready, really ready for it now. And looking forward to our chat about all these exciting games that we've got coming up. Yeah, kind of didn't know till you told me before we recorded that uh, you'd swapped from the draft coverage only to now doing more yeah. NFL stuff that fits now that you're on for uh, for a week one show. But how uh, how excited are you in general? Like, you want those people that, because it it's quite a while, but preseason does get a little bit samey-samey, doesn't it? Are you kind of just raring to go now? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where the NFL does a great job in kind of keeping people busy throughout the off-season, don't they? I mean, and we both know, you know, we, we love the draft and we cover the draft ourselves and things like that. So we go from the draft to probably wanting a little bit of a rest and then, uh, yeah, it's a few weeks off, isn't it? But, yeah, ready to go, ready to go. Just saying to you, obviously, earlier, a bit worried about the Chargers game that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But, uh, you know, the season should be good. You know, exciting season. I mean, I'm not going to be too negative, but like I've told you in the past, I think uh, on our post-draft pods, I'm not getting tired about the Chargers season until we've won 10 <laughs> times. So, you know, let's, let's wait a few weeks for that. Yeah, I'd say from our interactions... Maybe we weren't friends initially on social media. Now, uh, now we are. I'd say you are probably the most... You down to earth Chargers fan that I've read <laughs> that I know, especially on social media. But maybe you're quite cutting about the other three teams in the division. You're good at pointing out their weaknesses, but you probably point out the Chargers' weaknesses just as much. Yeah, I would say so. I, although I would say I think um, through us getting a bit more friendly, I would say, and also the Chiefs just being dominant, I would say that we we can definitely say that we've got the respect for the Chiefs now over here. I would say. <laughs> Yeah, you hate the Chiefs less because you feel bad for me if you hate us too much, maybe. So. <laughs> no, I just don't join... notice how good they are. I don't know. We can join the Raiders. Uh, we can join the Raiders hate. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah, we can definitely cool. go on that. Yeah, week one. Some uh, good, good, good games this weekend. Plan is same as last season. And we did the season before. We're going to pick all the games against the spread. Um, Lee's score is actually going to count for Patrick. So no pressure there. <laughs> okay. You don't want to fight for you, Patrick. You don't, you, you don't want to uh, let him down. We, we are. I can't remember what we did last year. I think we, oh yeah, we might have just done a charity bet, but I think this year it could be a, uh, could be a forfeit involved. We'll see, see what, see what we come up with. But we're going to pick all the games against the spread, starting from Thursday, going through all the way to Monday Night Football. Um, there is a little bit of news in the NFL, but we're going to touch on that when we talk about the games itself. So uh, let's kick it off with tomorrow night's openers: Lions at Chiefs. The spread has actually changed since I sent it to you. So the, ch- the spread is minus five now for the Chiefs. It opened up minus six and a half. Um, then the second and third best player for the Chiefs both are probably <laughs> not going to play. Um, Chris Jones obviously still holding out. Uh, he actually went to a charity event sponsored by McDonald's today and uh, was talking about how uh, he's like a normal co-worker. He's just asking for a raise, which I'm not quite sure if uh, that's the truth. But And then Travis Kelsey, unfortunately, hyperextended his knee. I saw three tweets with Kelsey and ACL in and panicked, but he seems to be okay, but probably won't play tomorrow. Um, First of all, mate, what do you think about the this is a is like a as an opening game in general? Because I think some people thought Lions are a bit of a weird choice, but now we're twenty four hours out. Do you think it's going to be kind of live up to the billing of a week one game? Because last year was pretty pretty poor with that Rams Bills blowout. 
Yeah, sure. No, and that, that was almost like the opposite of what I'm going to say here. You know, you saw the Rams versus the Bills last year and you thought, oh my God, that's a great season opener. And then it turned out to not be. But then <laughs> I feel like it's gone the opposite way where it's it was announced and it was like, oh, it's probably going to be like an easy win for the Chiefs. And it's like, what's the point? And it's, you know, Thursday night, blah, blah, blah. And then I think like the Lions have kind of become everyone's second favorite team around the NFL. And everyone's mm. like, actually, the Lions might do this now, especially with these like <laughs> couple of things that you mentioned around the Chiefs. And it's like, Actually, this is actually turned out to be like a really good kickoff game. I do actually think it will be as well. And obviously, we'll get into the weeds of that in a moment. But yeah, generally speaking, I think I'm really excited for this one. I think it's a good choice as it's turned out to be. Yeah, it's the uh, the highest points total as well spread. So it's 54 and a half. So I think it's four. I think your game's actually second. So I think it's like four and a mm. half points more than that. So I think I would agree with the bookies that I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I just think. Yeah, both defences. I, I, I think the Lions' defence could grow into an okay defence. Uh, obviously, they've had loads of changes on the back end. I'm, I think we both liked Brian Branch, if I remember right, in the, yeah. in the draft process. So I think I think that'll get better. CJ Garden-Johnson's hit and miss. I think he's either incredible Literally. or he's kind of, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of gambling for those uh, picks. But I think long-term it will be okay. But I think week one, <laughs> brand new secondary. I don't think you want to play the Chiefs. And on the other side of the ball, I think Chris Jones is obviously, yeah, I don't know what you think about some of the other pass rushers because I know you, you you follow the draft, but I quite like George. Um, not a big fan mm. of Felix, to be honest, in the draft process. Um, so I can't imagine the Chiefs getting any pressure. Um, so I guess my first question is, wh- which defense do you think is more likely to have some form of kind of sustained success in this game, or is that just not going to exist and we're going to get a Rams, Chiefs, Goff, Mahomes, crazy <laughs> shootout? I hope not. I hate that game, even though everyone absolutely loves it. And, every, you know, everyone talks about it so much, even years later. I hate that game so much. You know, like my defence. So, yeah, I hope it's <laughs> not going to be like that. Although, like you say, there's a reason why this uh, the Bookies have got this as such a high-scoring game, because it probably will be. You know, there's problems for both defences. Like you say, the, the Lions have had quite a lot of turnover in defence, especially on the back end, as you mentioned. They might grow into the season, as you say. They've still got some really good players, though. You know, Aiden Hutchinson yeah. in year two will be looking to sort of push on and become that star as well. And then the same for George Kalaftis as well. You know, he had an underrated rookie season. Um, I don't know about if they'll get no pressure. I probably like Felix a little bit more than you. He's a big end. Yeah. I think I had a late second round grade on him, if I remember right. I've not got that in front of me. But yeah, I like him a fair bit. He's he's not as refined. You know, he's quite an effort guy. He's just a big end, like I say. He's bare for power and... Mm. And things like that. And, uh, you know, Kalaftis is pretty similar, but he's probably, you know, a little bit better, a little bit stronger. Um, yeah. Obviously, going to miss that push in the middle with Chris Jones, which is going to be a massive, massive miss. I actually like the Chiefs' defence, though, to be honest with you. You know, it's one of the youngest units in the league and generally ascending all over the board. You know, especially in the secondary, you've got, you know, Lajarius Sneed and um, I forget his first name, but Watson, the other corner that you got in like the seventh, seventh round or whatever, isn't it? So, yeah, Jalen Watson. Yeah, yeah Jalen Watson, that's it. So, you know, and the linebackers as well, you know, they speak for themselves. So they're probably, you know, underrated, but probably one of the better linebacker duo in the league. So, like I yeah. said, I like the Chiefs defense, but Chris Jones is a huge miss, isn't it? And I, I saw your clip from with Sam from the Full 10 Yard podcast uh, worrying about the, the run defense. And obviously that's playing into Detroit strength as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it could be a high scorer. Obviously with Mahomes, you know, he's just going to be able to look to outshoot anyone. So, yeah, like I say, high scoring game by like likelihood. Yeah, in terms of run defense as well kind of old school, I know Spags has won Super Bowls, but his old school plan before he came to the Chiefs would be two defensive tackles that are just nose tackles. They're not really three mm. techs. They're just there <laughs> to stop you running the ball. And then on third down, we'll play defensive ends, defensive Violet tackles, Royals. basically. <laughs> so I almost feel like, I don't want to say 
he doesn't want Chris Jones to play because obviously he does. But <laughs> I feel like the way we play this week will be how Spags used to play, which is right. Defensive tackles, don't even try and rush the passer on like mm. first down. Just make sure you're holding your gaps. And then my worry is, will it, will will leave a defensive end be able to get pressure against two good tackles? If this was the Jags, so maybe swap the games around week one, week two, I'd be like, okay, well, I still think we'll get pressure, especially on like right tackle. And we can just stop the run and we'll be be okay. But this week, I'm like, yeah, that's the second best offensive line in the league for me. <laughs> but the Lions are, so I don't think there'll be, uh, I don't think there'll be much pressure. What are your thoughts on, on on how the Lions will approach the game? I mentioned that that clip um, on the podcast as well. That will they pass it more than they did last year? Because they did they did actually run it quite a lot on first second down uh, and really successful with it. Do you think they'll throw it more and kind of like right this is a shootout, or you think they'll just kind of stick to that and say right we just going to do Lions football and Dan Campbell and run the ball? I think they, I think of this game, they'll run the ball a lot. They'll probably try and yeah. control the clock because obviously you want to keep Mahomes off the field as much as you can. And if they're able to run it at will, say if your prediction does come true that, you know, Chris Jones and being there um, makes a big difference. And, you know, you know it's, not, it's like you said, it's not his strength at all, but um, in terms of versus the pass rush, but, you know, he's still a massive player in the middle of the defense. So, you know, if that happens and the, the Lions can just run it, then they probably just will. I always still feel like throughout the season, looking a little bit long, more long-term, they'll probably will try and throw it a little bit more. But obviously, you've got Jameson yeah. Williams that's out with his, his suspension. So once he comes back and you know they can kind of open up the playbook a little bit in terms of their whole repertoire of pass, rushes be, uh, sorry, pass catchers being on the field, then they'll probably be able to open it up. But you know it's still Jared Goff back there, isn't it? So it'll still require... Uh, a little bit of time, a little bit of play action. It'd be hitting those deep balls though, probably. But you know, it is yeah. like I say, is limited by the quarterback play, I guess. He was bad on the road last year as well. I didn't really realize it. You kind of forget when you the season breaks, especially when you talk about draft and free agency so much. But when I was looking at some of his numbers yesterday, it's like, oh, he's not great on the road. Like I kind of forgot. I knew that he wasn't good in cold weather, but that won't matter tomorrow. But mm. I was thinking, I, I think he was good last year on the road, and I was like, mm, Packers game was about the only game that he played well in in the road. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, anyone can go watch that that clip. That podcast was quite good as well. Uh, although on the clip, I'm looking all over the place for some reason. Anyone who <laughs> wants to go on Twitter and watch, I'm just like, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was just scanning around the whole place. Um, last question, which is Chiefs offense related. I don't think Kelsey would play, but even if he does, he's not going to play many snaps. But I don't think he'll play at all. How does that, if you're the Lions, what does that mean for you? I know you would rather them not have Kelsey, right? Especially on third down. But I think on first and second down, it's like, impossible to know what they're going to do you know they're going to dress seven wide receivers i'd say most of them have got unique skill sets there's no kind of all in all i think sky Moore might be the closest to it but what a true like really good wide receiver that does everything do you think it's harder to prepare for almost in a weird way because like what the hell is andy going to do or you think it's just more like yes yeah, travis kelsey's not there like that's a great result for us <laughs> i mean yeah it's obviously a positive for the lions but it probably makes it more difficult to to prepare for because the Chiefs' offense can be so varied, right? You know, we were here probably a year ago. We were talking about how the Chiefs were going quite heavy in the the preseason. You know, a lot of thirteen personnel, and they use that to to pass out of because obviously, you know, you get the heavy boxes. But at the same time, the Chiefs, when they got lighter boxes, they still ran out of it because they were able to run all over teams because teams are terrified of Mahomes over the top. So it's really really difficult because the Chiefs can go both ways. Like I say, it's positive for the Lions, but. Um, at the end of the day, Mahomes is such a force multiplier that he can make most people look good. So, you know, the likes of Jody Fox and Noah Gray can probably step in and do 60% of what Kelsey was going to do in that role. So, you know, and Mahomes makes it so much better. It's not like anyone else's third string tight and stepping up to the plate. 
No, yeah, true. Yeah, and I think the offensive line might be better. I keep banging on this on every pod that I'm on, but I actually <laughs> think it's better. That is because I really don't like Orlando Brown Jr. I've just got an irrational <laughs> hatred for him, but um, yeah, I do think it's going to be better. So if he has time, he'll 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 find someone. Um, obviously, as a Chargers fan, I know you're not playing the Chiefs, but what who is the wide receiver that you'd be like if they were all fit, all seven are playing, and, and we were playing the Chargers, and you were on a group chat with Chargers people? Would you, who would you say like, oh, this is the receiver we need to watch out for, or is it a case of it's just? None of them. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just Kelsey. Like Kelsey yeah. seems to always like have a great day against us as well. And obviously, like I say, Mahomes makes everyone great. So I don't know. I think much to my, I don't know what's the right word. It's not annoyance because I don't really care that much. But I've got a lot of Tony. takes out there about Kadarius Tony. You know, I was going to say. So you're kind of making him quite good as well, which is kind of annoying, like I say. But um, so I'd be annoyed on a personal level if he had a great day against <laughs> the Chargers. But yeah, you know, that's just because I've got plenty of receipts out there against me, I guess. Well, at least you like Justin Ross, so that's one positive. Most yeah. people don't like yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, we can go for that. But yeah, I do he's think not, he's not going to be on the field, though. But he'll be on the, be on the theoretically, uh, he's good. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in the end zone. The Chiefs are going to turn him into a uh, basically a tight end, I think, in the uh, in the red zone. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Chiefs are favored by five. Like I said, it was six and a half. Um, no, I'm probably not going to pick many games against the Chiefs. Uh, ten and a half point spreads, I, I normally don't because we just don't cover those. But on my list, I've written Chiefs minus five. So that's my pick. I do think they're going to win. I think I picked 35-24 in the pod I did yesterday. Uh, I think it's going to be somewhere around that. I think the first half will be really, really close and it'll be a typical Bill Belichick, Andy Reid thing where they always want the ball to start the second half just to get that second score and then it kind of stays, stays mm. two scores apart. So I'm going to go something like, yeah, Seven to 12, 13 point win. Um, so I'm going to go Chiefs minus five. What are you picking? I, I'm actually going to go that the Lions keep it a little bit closer than that and go against the spread. Um, I think the Chiefs will win, but I do think it'll be a bit more narrow than that. Like I say, the the lateness of these injuries and, and holdouts mm. coming in, you know, the ones with Chris Jones and obviously Travis Kelsey that we've talked about, I think the lateness in this happening kind of throws the Chiefs' plans up in the air a little bit and there's not as yeah. much time to react. So it might mean it's a little bit less, less of a clean game for the Chiefs. And as much as, like I say, hopeful that the Lions do it, but I don't think they will. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I say, we'll, we'll say a narrow Chiefs victory, maybe by three points. If it's within five, it'll be going down to a last drive probably for someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be an exciting yeah. game for the Which for would the mean yeah, exactly that, yeah. Cool. Next game then. Uh, one of the quicker games that I've uh, written down, although I'm interested <laughs> to hear your takes on their offense. Um, Panthers at Falcons. I was slightly surprised at the spread. I don't know why, but I didn't think they'd get the half point, but Falcons favoured by three and a half. Um, I have picked them to win the division, but I'm more kind of think it's going to be just a really bad division. I'm not one of these people that yeah. are like, they're going to win the division and they're going to be 11 wins. No, I think no. nine wins would be quite nice to win that, 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 that division. Um, Bryce Young offensive line hasn't looked great. Kind of what are your general thoughts on, on this game? And then uh, who are you picking? Um, so like you say, it's a bad division. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Nine wins will probably win it. Um, mm. You know, four new quarterbacks in the division starting from last, you know compared to last season. So, um, you know, not counting the fact that Desmond Ridder came in a little bit at the end of the season, you know, from the start of the season. Um, but you know, all the excitement's around the Falcons, isn't it? You know, with Bijan obviously going probably for the Rookie of the Year, you know, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, obviously with Drake London, we've spoke about this on on post draft pods at how they're constructing this roster and how I don't really agree with it. But they kind of gone ahead and done the Madden thing and gathered all these first round picks at skill position, you know, skill positions. I have actually gone for the Panthers to win this division. I think that one of these games, or both of these games, is going to come, you know, come and make the decision. I think who, who's going to win this division. Um, 
I don't know. I just love Bryce Young, don't I? <laughs> you know, you probably yeah. know this. And yeah. I just feel like him leading the Panthers, he's just got that big game vibe, hasn't he, where he can just yeah, do does. things in the big moment, you know? So I'm going for the uh, the Panthers to win the division and that'll probably inform my decision for this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, Panthers plus three and a half. Um, we were different on the first game, but yeah, I'm the same as you. Um, I know I alluded to it in my in the prelude saying I'm surprised it was half. I think if it was three, I'd probably pick the Falcons. And if they push, they push and it counts as mm. no win, no loss. But for three and a half, I'm like, I could easily say, I could see the Panthers winning. I could easily see Koo kicking a game-winning field goal uh, and then winning by three. But Panthers still win the bet. So yeah, yeah I'm yeah. with you. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go Panthers. Um, I did like Desmond Ritter coming out. Um, thought he went later than he should have. So I'm hoping he's good, but he's not as good as Bryce Young. So <laughs> I, I, do, I do I do think that matters. I'm a bit worried about the Panthers' pass catchers, but I think their defense is much better than uh, than the Falcons for me. So yeah, I'm with you. Uh, next game then. This is the biggest spread of the week. Quite big for, for week <laughs> one as well. So Texans at the Ravens. Ravens are favored by 10.5 points. Um this is difficult for me because we've got two loves. We've got the idea that Lamar can pass a ball, which people still tell me he can't. And then we've got the fact that I think CJ Stroud was the best quarterback in the draft. Um, but I think it's a pretty big spread for week one. Obviously, Ravens, brand new offense, mm. um, going to pass the ball a lot more. Um, OBJ, my guy, has stayed healthy so far. He's done, he's done more than Kadarius. He's managed to stay healthy for a camp. Um, but all the talk's pretty good about the Ravens' offense. I know there's some some kind yeah. of pre-snap penalty stuff that happened early in, in camp, but last couple of weeks, everything I've read seems pretty good. Texans' offensive line looks really good. Defense is older, but I'm still worried about it. Um, I actually think this is going to be quite a fun game, mm. and I do think 10.5 is just too big. I think if this was week five, and maybe Lamar had five, six weeks in the system, I'd be like, no, I've just got to pit them. I think they're too good, because I really like the Ravens this year. But for me... I'll start us off and say I'm going to pick the Texans plus 10 and a half. I think the spread's just too big for week one. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting game from a lot of point of view. I think there's a lot of intrigue surrounding both teams. Like you say, I love the hire of Todd Munkin and to go along with Lamar. And like you say, hopefully we'll see a lot more passing from Lamar, although he'll be able to obviously use his legs um, you know, sparingly more, or more sparingly, should I say. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still going to be a massive part of their offense. The run game's always going to be good. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ravens um, are really pushing the Bengals at the top of the AFC North, when I speak about the end of the season. Um, on the flip side, you know, the Texans, I like them like more than most, I would say. I think they're actually like being a little bit underrated at this point. I know they've been an absolute car crash for the past two years, but you know, D'Amico Ryans is, is looking like mm-hmm. he could be um, a really good head coach, obviously ran the defense in San Francisco really, really well. One of the best defense in the league last year. If that translates even a little bit, you know, they've got a veteran defense, I would say, more than anything, um, with yeah. obviously Will Anderson to kind of be the cornerstone going forward. Um, and the the offense, like I say, is again, like it's good enough. Like the, the offensive line is, is better than a lot of people would have given it credit for. And they've got like yes. a few pieces at wide receiver without being amazing. You know, Dalton Schultz will be a, a real big helping hand to a rookie quarterback. Like you say, ten and a half is just way too big. I think this could be maybe six points difference, but I would definitely, you know, go against that spread there with the Texans being so um, unfavored. I guess you would say, but um, yeah, I would go for the Texans with this one um, to beat that spread. Maybe like I say, a six point loss or something like that. Mm. Yeah, whenever you bet on these sort of games, depends on what side you're on. If you bet the team with the big spread against them and they score on the first drive, and it's like a team like the Ravens, you're like, ah. I got this covered. <laughs> so this is the exact sort of game where it's like Texans get the ball first. CJ Stroud has like a 12 play drive. They score seven. You're like, 
well, the spread now is kind of seven. We got to make up. Yeah, yeah it's a long way to point. come back, right? <laughs> yeah, from a betting perspective. So yeah, I think it's a it's a, it's a good shout. I'm a bit worried about his weapons, but uh, Tank Dell, I did like him tape wise, but said that he's probably not going to be much in the NFL because of his size. And then uh, mm. basically about the whole of training camp, he's just <laughs> been getting w- <laughs> yeah. wide open. Yeah. Everything I've seen is like, yeah, Tank Dell was wide open all day, and I'm like, oh my god, he's going to be good. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, and this will probably be the game that we will, well, I will be watching at the uh, full 10 yards kickoff party because I think half the room will support these two teams. So, uh, <laughs> Bengals at Browns. Bengals are favored on the road by two and a half. Uh, I think we all knew this anyway, but Joe Burrow was announced that he's going to play in week one yeah. today. Said he yeah. feels good. I think he, I don't know if he didn't play in preseason, but he practiced the week before last and, and, mm-hmm. and looks pretty good. Um, first question on the spread, I guess, rather than like your thoughts on the actual on the game do you think that, that that's a rightful favorite on the road because i know the bengals have been much better for the last few years but there's a lot of preseason hype around the browns i didn't quite think it would be quite two and a half especially when the calf injury was still a bit of a thing when i grabbed these numbers mm. no i actually think it's i think it's actually underplaying it i think the bengals uh should be bigger. should be bigger yeah i mean for, for me like spoiler alert i actually think they're my super bowl pick this year and the browns oh, like the Browns Don't have got to, the Browns have got to prove it because Watson was terrible last year. I know like the rest of the team's pretty good yeah. throughout. You know, I don't think there's many weaknesses in in general. You know, because especially because they beefed up what looks like a you know a, a more um, a thicker defensive line is what I'm trying to say. You know, they've got the run defense that was a massive problem, and that looks like it shouldn't be a problem anymore. So it's all down to Watson, really, isn't it? But he's really not shown it for like such a long time. And new offense as well coming in, so. And the Bengals are just going to roll out the same thing, and they're really good. So I would go with the Bengals. I'd go with the Bengals to beat this, like to beat the spread. If it was even five points, maybe. Yeah. And obviously, that, you think they're going to win the? I know this is Week One preview, but whilst we got you here, you think they're probably going to win the division as well, even if the Ravens keep it. Yeah, close. I think the Ravens will keep it close, um, and then to be honest with you, obviously the Steelers have got super high floor considering it's Mike Tomlin. I can never ever bet for him to have a losing season, and then obviously leaves the Browns as like the the odd team out, I guess. But it depends. This could yeah. be a really good division, probably the best division in football, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah. The the Bengals, obviously, like I say, we've said it before. Like the Bengals just play the Chiefs so close, and mm. you know more so than anyone. So I just think it's just coming around to being their year. I don't know. Oh, I hope you're wrong. Um, <laughs> me too. But yeah, I do agree with you on the division. Uh, I think I looked yesterday and um, in America, you can't bet this in England, but in America, they can bet on like total wins across the whole division. Um, and last year, the NFC East won the most by quite a distance compared to years before. Uh, but the AFC North is like, well, favorite for, for, for this year, which I do, I do think makes sense because... A lot of people do like the Browns, and obviously mm-hmm. the Steelers are just the Steelers. They win a lot of games, and the other two, I think everyone thinks are going to be going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, in terms of this game, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised at the spread. I, I did think we might see a three. Um, I'm not quite sure that goes high as five, but I did think it might get to three. Um, every Bengals fan tells me the Browns always beat them, just, and I know the, the bookies don't actually care about that. But from <laughs> from yeah. a bet, from a perspective of me picking the game, everyone tells me the Browns always beat them. Uh, but anyone listens to this podcast knows that I'm just so far gone with the Browns and Deshaun <laughs> Watson that I'm still probably a season away from stop talking about it on every Browns kind of recap we do. So mm. uh, I am also picking the Bengals. Uh, I do think it'll be quite close. I think Nick Chubb will be able to run the ball. Um, 
I know they've obviously got a big front, but I don't think their defensive ends are very good at stopping the run um, for the Bengals. So I do think that the, the Browns' offensive line will probably eat and, and, and Chubb will have a good day. But I just think, you know, when it comes down to that last drive, either or, like who's got the ball, if they've got, if Watson's got the, mm. the ball last, I'm like, I just don't trust him to go and score anymore. And if Burrow's got it, I just do trust him to go down yeah, and get, get, it's just happening. Yeah, get, yeah, get a field goal or get a touchdown, whatever they need. So, yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I did pick the Ravens to... Uh, win the division there so might be some I bias there. i can't hate it might be some bias um all i know is i will be smiling when miles garrett puts uh orlando brown back into uh <laughs> joe burrow's lap on the first drive hopefully but yeah i do think the bengals are uh, gonna win and then uh i think there might be more browns fans than i've ever met in my life on sunday at the uh, full 10 yards kickoff party okay. so <laughs> i think if the bengals win it's gonna be uh it's gonna be quite fun um next game then afc south so jags at colts Jags favoured by five and a half on the road. Now, five and a half on the road, for anyone who doesn't really bet, is actually quite a lot. I know there's some big mm. spreads on this, but a lot of those spreads are home teams. Uh, five and a half is quite good. Um, we spoke about the Texans earlier. I think me and you are probably higher on them than most. I think you like the roster more than me. I'm just a bit of a Stroud guy. Um, <laughs> I think the Colts are probably the worst team in that division for me. Um, so I can see why the spread is as heavy as it is. But what are your thoughts on Richardson week one? Or is it going to be a bit of a disaster or do you think they'll be able to just kind of run the ball as much as possible and just keep him steady for now yeah they're gonna lean they're gonna lean on his legs because you know he's gonna need some training wheels coming into this this season we we obviously know that he's got talent you know from watching him at florida um but he's not too accurate and that's going to be a problem i know that the colts have maybe got in their favor that they've got receivers who don't mind being accurate or not you know michael <laughs> Pittman, alec pierce you know, they've got big catch radiuses, so it's kind of perfect for Anthony Richardson. But the way that Shane Steichen's going to probably build this offense is it's going to be built around Anthony Richardson's legs at first. Um, you know, a lot of play action, a lot of design runs, a lot of scrambling probably, you know, just allowing him to go into creation. Um, <clears throat> I am i don't think I'm with you. I think that the, the Titans are potentially going to be the worst team in this division. I'm oh. really down on the Titans this year. Yeah, you should. I don't know if you saw my face when you said the Colts. I was a bit shocked. But yeah, I think the Titans are... They're going to be bad. and But on the flip side of that, I think the Jags are really good. I think the Jags are going to be really good. And I know that's not that sounds uh, like I'm giving them a lot of respect, maybe from last year when they uh, put us out of the playoffs. But <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I think they're, they're just a really good team. You know, I think Doug Pedersen is a really good coach. I think he's going to be Great. kind of in his groove a little bit more, obviously being in the second year. Calvin Ridley is going to make a massive difference. And obviously Trevor's just going to just go on to that next step. I think really it could be, I know this is week one preview and I'm getting ahead of myself by saying this, but I think Trevor might actually push on to be at that top table of QBs this year. Um, so again, I, I'll go with the Jags to to take this, even with that that heavy spread, like you say. Yeah, you got to hope he doesn't become like the best long-haired QB. You need your guy to <laughs> you, you need you need your guy to keep that that mantle. Um oh, I, actually put, I actually put the Titans to win the division, by the way. Ooh, on this on wow, this okay. podcast. Um I love their defense. Um, in terms of this game, though, like I said, I think Colts are the worst team. So even though I don't have the Jags winning as many games as they did last year, I think they'll still have a winning record. Um, and I think this game is going to be too much too too soon for, for Richardson. I don't love the defense either of the Colts, especially in the secondary. Because no. um, obviously they've lost Gilmore and they lost uh, Rocky Sin as well, didn't they, to the yeah. Ravens. So. Mm -hmm. For me, yeah, for this game, I've gone Jags, but it wouldn't surprise me if maybe it took a while for them to, to get going. If the Colts do have a couple of good drives where they can run the football, waste a lot of time, score 10 points, and Twitter's going nuts about Anthony Richardson in the second <laughs> half. Kind of Trevor does what he does and just 
couple of good drives and they and they win the game. So yeah, I think they'll probably win by about touchdown, ten points maybe. Um, but I just yeah. think that's because I, I do trust the Colts coaching staff this year a lot more than I did, yeah. did last year. But yeah, I've Absolutely, got the Jags yeah. as well. Um, now this is the game someone told me yesterday was bound to be the upset of the weekend, which I didn't agree with. But the Bucks at the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are favored by five and a half points. Uh, obviously had a great season last year, but I think everyone kind of felt like it was a bit on a house of cards a little bit with yeah. some of the yeah, some of time. the stats. Um, added Jordan Addison in the draft. Um, kept obviously a lot of their offensive line together. Dropped Dalvin Cook, so I think the offense will still be good. Defense is worse than last year, and last year it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Bucks are going to be starting Baker Mayfield. Have you got any hope that this could be a an entertaining game? Because I do think maybe if we flash back to like week sixteen last year, this is like a three score win probably for the Vikings. Just the way the last year goes, you think that's any different this year, or are you think you know kind of the Bucks are just going to be a disaster again? Yeah, I think I think like you say, I think both both statements that you kind of made are going to be right. Like the Vikings are definitely going to regress. They can't possibly be as lucky as they were <laughs> last year. I mean, they were like the anti chargers weren't they? Like every one score game went in their favor. And uh, you know, as much as you know, with the quarterback um, program that was out on Netflix, Kirk Cousins had like a massive personality makeover, and everyone like kind of loves him now, including me. I, I still think him. the Vikings will regress. Yeah, he was definitely my favorite person on that <laughs> that program. Um, but also, like you said, the books are just going to be a disaster from start to yeah. finish. I think they are well and truly in the Caleb Williams Drake May sweepstakes, <laughs> and I don't think they'll mind being there. To be honest with you, Baker Mayfield obviously just on a one year deal. He's just going to be like a bit entertaining, isn't he, and things like that. But they've really stripped back that roster. Mike Evans is also questionable for this game. I want to say as well. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think he will? They will get a deal done because, like, I'm kind of, I don't really say this when it's the Chiefs, but I'm always like, oh, you keep your best players. But for him, I'm kind of <laughs> like, I wouldn't take the risk when his age, when I think they're going to be bad for, for quite a while. What do you mm. think will happen? Because he wants to get paid by Saturday, is it? I think he said Saturday's it. After yeah. that, we're done for yeah, the, the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it's, it's one of them, isn't it, where he's like, he's a books legend you know and he's like a walking thousand yard season but then he's like 31 now and that's yeah bad hamstrings isn't it um so it's one of those isn't it where you just think you know is it time to cash in the chips while they're still at the highest value that they're going to be you know and it's obviously something for the rebuild at later date which obviously you know as we're saying they're gonna kind of be involved in very very soon but it's the same thing, isn't it? It's like it's like the trade talk about Keenan Allen that we'll experience next year. It's like you don't want to see that guy in another team's jersey. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 tough. It's tough to do that yeah. as well as the, the general manager knowing that everyone's going to be super annoyed at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll kind of see. We'll kind of see, I guess. But it's one of those things where it's tough to call because they're not going to want to pay him even if they do get Caleb Williams next year. Mm. As much as it's going to be help for him. Yeah, what does it do for you long term? You know, if you can get a second round pick, third round pick for Mike Evans, then yeah, that's going to be more helpful long term, isn't it? Yeah, especially if you've got Godwin. It's not like you're kind of doing yeah. the Panthers and you're leaving them with no one. You've still got. I think Godwin's probably better. I don't. I know his counting stats aren't there, but I probably cast him as a better receiver now for me. But um, maybe I've always been a bit lower on Mike Evans than, than most. However, like forty eight hours ago, I was like, right then. Come on, Brett. Let's trade. <laughs> let's trade that future second for uh, another downfield receiver. But um, yeah, I personally don't think they're going to get it done. It seems like it seems like he's done that as like um, kind of last chance saloon to to, to get a deal because he's not stupid. I know he could probably go somewhere next year and maybe win a Super Bowl, but he knows that 
just because when you've got like that cachet with the fans and that fan fan base and, and the franchise, you're more likely to get more money, I think, staying there. So I think mm. for him, it kind of makes sense to say, no, let's make a deal, kind of hope they panic and pay him a load of money. But yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's going to happen. Um, in terms of this game, I don't like Baker Mayfield, like as a person, as a player. So <laughs> uh, I have picked Vikings minus five and a half. I'm a Kirk Cousins stan. That only improved after I saw him singing Christian songs to his son in bed. So uh, I'm going for Vikings. I assume you are too from your <laughs> your uh, comments. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, the, the books. Are, I, I don't know. It's kind of like the opposite of what you said about the Chiefs. That you know you can't bet against the Chiefs. I don't know if I'll be able to bet with the books at any point. <laughs> yeah, I might bet them if they're like seven and a half, like underdogs against the Panthers or Falcons at some point. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, next game, staying with one of the teams in the division is obviously one team we disagree with. So Titans at Saints. Mm. Saints like three and a half. One, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Saints three and a half. I can't believe that spread. They are not, should not be three and a half point favorites, I, I don't <laughs> think. Uh, they got worse QB for me, worse defense, worse head coach. Um, and that's probably all about <laughs> being worse. Um, but yeah, I am going to pick the Titans plus three and a half. Uh, I love Rabel as a coach. They always keep games close. <laughs> They're very, very good at defending the run. And my worry with the Saints is that the head coach is too old school. And I think last year, they kicked, they punted so much on fourth and one. They ran it so much on first and ten. This year, I think the offense is set up for a better, better season. Um, but I'm just worried as a head coach, is he going to be too, too cautious? So I just really fancy Vrabel. Could the Saints can still win by a field goal, but for me, mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. think they'll run the ball. They'll have a much better coaching advantage. I think they'll stop the run, and it's week one, so I think Hopkins will probably go off. And then when we get to like week seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, we'll start to see those numbers dwindle a bit as he as he's getting older. But yeah, I'm going Titans plus three and a half. OBJ, D Hop. You believe oh, in all these old guys? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that's going to do anything for the Titans, even in the short term. I think he's he's still got you know he's still got some some qualities. You know he's still going to be a possession receiver. He's got absolutely no juice left though. You know, so I, th I think it moves the needle for me to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, Tannehill is going to rely on play action, isn't he? As well, and you know he's not going to be able to burn anyone down the field even in, with play action. I don't think, and I don't know if they'll use him like that. Obviously, Traylon Burks might be that sort of guy, but. As much as you're probably right, like Derek Carr's obviously not great for the Saints, and they've got a lot of flaws. I just think they'll, I just think they'll win. I just, I'm so yeah. down on the Titans this year. I just hate the Saints head coach. Really, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of that at all. I don't think Raiders do. guy. Yeah, I kind of wish like they'd done it this year, you know, and kind of gone some young offense. Not saying he'd come, but like Ben Johnson or mm. someone in that ilk, and have just gone for it and still go for Carr, just to have some sort of like right, he can do my offense, he understands the game, he'll do protections, he'll, he'll do all the right things. Yeah. Just like I just think it's a little... Coach. Yeah, I think it's a little bit... The whole team's old school. <laughs> like we've got Tyron yeah. Matthew, you've got um, obviously Cam <laughs> Jordan, um, Ramshit, you, the coach, I'm just a bit like, uh, not sure. But yeah, I could see why you picked the Saints. They are favoured actually for the division, aren't they, as well? But, um, oh, we'll see. right, are they? I don't know that. Yeah, they are, like are favoured. Yeah, they are favoured. Falcons second, Panthers third, and then obviously Bucks distant fourth. See, I think I think like the the Panthers and the Falcons are on such an upward trajectory. Like, yeah. I think it's out of them for me anyway. I, you know, I picked the Panthers, but I don't think the Falcons will be miles behind. Um, yeah. And then the Saints are just on a downward, and the Bucks are 
not even back at square one yet. So, you know, kind of yeah. says how we feel. Agreed. Last question, quickly before we move on. How many slants is Michael Thomas going to catch in this game? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say when I was um, in my sort of rundown, but obviously I kind of chided at you for like an older receiver, <laughs> so I can't really say too much. <laughs> yeah, and it's good to see him back. To be fair, I was obviously I was a big Michael Thomas fan um, a few years ago, but you know how much injury is going to take its toll. Slants probably the only thing he's going to be able to run now, isn't it? You can't even do the option isn't even there to do anything else, I guess. Yeah, he might do some fades in the end zone. Feels like a Maybe. fade receiver. Fade receiver. Um, next game then, quite a fun game. It's the I think it's on Sky as well, actually. Um, it is. 49, 49ers at Steelers. Uh, a lot of hype about both these two teams. Um, 49ers are favoured on the road by two and a half. Uh, obviously, it's a short spread, but not many teams do go into to Pittsburgh as favourites. It's not common, even like the Ravens and. I think Bengals were minus two one game last year. Ravens were minus one the year. Lamar was really good. So his, that is quite good from, from a 49ers perspective to get the two and a half. Um, Steelers, mate, are, feel like the team of the offseason with how preseason's gone. Kenny Pickett, I think it's perfect mm -hmm. passer rating. Scored a touchdown on every drive. George Pickens is just mossing people left and right. Deontay Johnson might finally catch a touchdown. Um, <laughs> are, you a, uh, are you a Steelers believer? Or are you a little bit more of a naysayer? Well, like I said before, I think they've got such a high floor because because of Tomlin. I think they'll they'll win a lot of games just through like being well coached, having a good defense, and like you say, they are a little bit ascending with the players that you mentioned. Like you know, Pickett does look pretty decent. Pickens yeah, looks like he could have potentially been the wide receiver one of his class. You know, as as the injury kind of took him away from that being even in the conversation. You know, TJ Watt's back as well. Alex Highsmith got paid, so. Things are looking up, like you say. So I can't say I'm a huge believer because I'm so in on the Bengals and so like so interested in the Ravens. But I still think the 49ers are going to be better than them. Mm. I think they'll win. But yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. Which team's got the better quarterback starting in this game? <laughs> See, I mean, it is the Steelers, isn't it? But it doesn't matter because Kyle Shanahan's in <laughs> control of the other one. So it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, Matt Canada's in control of the other. That's the yeah. Well, that that's be, it. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah, that might be the bigger, uh, bigger worry. The Steelers currently have my two of my worst. Well, sorry, one of my best and one of my worst draft takes. So the whole Kenny Pickett's a bust. That's like that's all I was saying for like six months, and now he's probably <laughs> proved me wrong. So I do think he's. I know Mitch Trubisky obviously did look good for like a ten game stretch and then did regress. So he could regress, but it does look at the moment like he's mm. going to be at least QB. 20 in the league forever which is a really good achievement for picking him so late in round one um but i did say pickens was wide receiver one so that's that's uh, <laughs> there you go you, got, you win some you lose some my wide receiver four was sky more though so find out tomorrow how bad that looks um <laughs> for this game obviously we'll, we'll talk about it now that um bosa just got uh paid so it's a five-year 170 million dollar deal 122 million guaranteed for injuries um, he was on a rookie deal, so they can waive his fines for mm -hmm. for um, veteran players. You're not allowed to waive the fines; they have to pay them. Um, but they can waive his. Uh, he's the highest paid, yeah, defender I think now in NFL history. Um, yeah, yeah. APY yeah. and total guarantees. Do you think? Yeah, uh, think he deserves it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, I uh, I've got a couple of takes about this. Obviously, I on the Touchdown NFL podcast the other day, I said that this had happened. I said it had signed on the eve of the season. So. Kudos nice. to and um, I've got Nick down as a defensive player of the year as my candidate for defensive player of the year so yeah um, I'm well on board with this to be honest with you he's one of the best pass rushers in the league 
probably my second favourite pass rusher at the moment after Miles Garrett. So, yeah, mm. um, I think this is worth every penny, to be honest with you. You know, it's a premium position. He absolutely destroys the game when he plays anyone, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, the Steelers' tackles are in for a, a busy night, I would say. Yeah, and I think for this game, it actually does matter as well because I actually do think it's much harder for them to block him alongside the two guys in the middle of Armstead and Hargreaves. So mm. I do think this game is a bit of a disaster for Steelers' offensive line that all reports looks better because I think two years ago, it was definitely the issue. Last year, it got slightly better, but it was still a disaster. I think this year, it could actually be better. Uh, I actually quite like they didn't free agency, but I, I think in this game, people will be it's making sweeping judgments about that. Yeah, I think it'll make a problem. I think people will be making a snap judgment on Steelers as well and being like, oh, is Pickett going to get hit a lot? And it's like, yeah, he is going to get hit a lot when he plays this team. But I don't think he's <laughs> going to get hit a lot every single week. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't think I picked him. I picked Parsons, which I think is probably the common pick. It's hard to... I think they repeat in Defensive Player of the Year more than any other, don't they? But I still think mm-hmm. it's, for me, is a little bit hard. But, um, yeah, I could see why you'd... Uh, I could see why you'd say that. And the defense, is, uh, the defense is very good. I think the corners are better than they've been. I think um, Lenore, I think that's how you pronounce yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah. He looks really good last year um, when he came into the team. He played a lot as well because Javarius Ward got injured. So I actually think the secondary is probably better than most people think. Um, best linebacker in football, <laughs> maybe the best defensive end in football, uh, top mm-hmm. five defensive tackle probably. So yeah, I do think this is going to be a uh, going to be a hard game. Do you think there's any chance the Steelers are going to be able to run the ball? I know that was a bit of a problem for the 49ers last year, and then they decided mm-hmm. to go massive and pay Hargrave <laughs> a lot of money to play defensive tackle. Do you think that's going to happen? Because I personally was a Naji hater, and that's looking good at the moment. But I'm worried mm-hmm. that could be the offensive line. You might disagree, but. Do you think they'll be able to get any run at all? Or is this going to be a bit of a like, okay, we're first and 10, we've run it. We're now on second and 11 and all these pass rushers are going to their ears back. Yeah, it's going to be tough because like you say, Hargrave has just come in and they've spent all their money on it. Basically, they're, they're one big um, investment, isn't he? And that is just going to make that defensive line even better. Um, it's going to be tough because obviously Najee, like I say, I was pointing down, they're talking about Warren being the starter yeah, very, very soon, right? Which is kind of weird considering that Najee came into the league with such fanfare, obviously from Alabama, first round pick, despite being a running back, all that sort of stuff. So no, I think this is going to have to get done through the air most likely because I, I don't know, I don't don't love the defensive line as much as you by the sounds of it. So I, I think this could be a tough sledding for the Steelers on the ground. Yeah, I, I think the other way, even though I do like the secondary, then we're going to see some pickings mossing. Because one thing that Travis Ward's good at, he's good against big receivers in general, but because he takes so many risks, you'll know this as a Chargers fan, mm-hmm. he's he's quite good in terms of like, if there's eight snaps, he is going to do well for like five of them. But three of them, because he's taking risks, the guy's going to completely moss him for like 40 mm-hmm. yards. So I do yeah, think Pickens yeah. is probably going to do well in this game. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be one of the more fun games. I think it's two huge teams, great jersey matchups. I think overall this yeah, sure. is a pretty pretty good game for uh, for Sky to pick. Um, last question. I know obviously we say it doesn't matter who plays quarterback, but I'm on record saying you're not going to win a Super Bowl with seventh rounder. Do you, how good do you think he is? Like, and 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 are you worried at all? I guess about the injury because he is going to start on Sunday. And I would say the other way around. This isn't the greatest defensive line to be playing against from a Steelers perspective. I think TJ Watt will be able to get after them mm. and obviously Cam Hayward. And I really don't think the 49ers offensive line is good either. So you, are you worried about him at all in this game? Or you think kind of it'll just be them boot actions and screen passes and don't get hit sort of kind of game plan from Kyle? 
Yeah, they once um, obviously the the Fortnite's line obviously Trent Williams on one side is the best tackle in, in football, and then it obviously it regresses the further along you go. Yeah. I think, which is it's worse. Is, obviously, to the right. <laughs> yeah. So if obviously you've got TJ Watt lined up at the right, I think Kyle's just going to run away from him, call quick game, that sort of thing, and just nullify it as much as possible because. I mean, Purdy's not great, but he does as he's told. And they can't be that worried about him because of this traded Lance, as much as you know, Lance didn't do anything the whole time he was there. Yeah. But they must have some form of confidence in him. And, and Sam Darnold as well, kind of weirdly. But, you know, to be able to trade him away to, to Dallas. But yeah, I don't obviously it's one of those things where in if we could take the NFL and like make it in a sandbox and just give Kyle Shanahan like Mahomes or Justin Herbert, then you'd have like a real fun theme on your hands but obviously you can do it with someone like Brock Purdy so I don't know it's kind of difficult to say how good he is because he's got Kyle Shanahan calling his players and just pointing him in the right direction and um, he's obviously not a world beater but he's probably enough is what I'd say yeah I think if you ask Kyle he'd probably pick Burrow and Herbert before he'd pick Allen and Mahomes I reckon because yeah he wants want them. Them. does what and tell does what listen told. a bit yeah listen a little <laughs> bit more um but yeah, I'm not a Purdy fan. I think he's a bit of a false slot. I don't think he played as well as people think he did last year. But this game, they could easily win because they've got the best weapons. They might have the best weapons in NFL history in terms of like if you spread them across the positions. Not the best like one, two wide receivers, but mm-hmm. the best position running football, back. isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. Um, cool. So 49ers minus two and a half. I'll let you go first on this one. What are you picking? Oh, the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going with that. Oh. I, I can't talk about that much and then be like, yeah, Steelers, even though, like you say, yeah. I think with the Steelers as well, like the home record, it's like it becomes more intimidating when it's cold, but it's not going to be a problem in like the first week of September, I don't think. If it's like the middle of November, I might be like, yeah, maybe that plays a bit of a part in it. Yeah, they are quite intimidating as well, aren't they? And obviously, 49 is coming from a sunny San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I should put the 49ers because of my picket. Hate. <laughs> but I also do want us to have more differences than we've got. We've only got two so far. So I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to go Steelers plus two and a half. And if they win by lose by two, then I'll, I'll still be happy. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, next game then, um, Cardinals at Commanders. This is quite a big spread for a team, for this team, but it's because the Cardinals are playing. So Commanders minus seven and a half. Um, new owner. So things are looking up there. Um, Ron Rivera. Don't know why he decided to try and throw Eric Bieniemy under the bus throughout the offseason, which was quite fun. Uh, Sam Howell's the starter, which I quite liked him in the draft process. Um, mm. Sorry, in his last season at college, and then kind of I think he faded a bit throughout the draft process. Um, this is a weird game to pick because they're not going to be favoured by seven and a half again. I don't think throughout the whole season, just because the cards are so bad, they're probably going to start Josh Johnson. So I will say, Commanders minus seven and a half with no real faith and it would not surprise me <laughs> the Cardinals go one and oh and then they lose every other game for the rest of the season but yeah I'm going to go commanders just because who's starting at quarterback for the cards I think that defensive line for the commanders is going to kill the offensive line for the cards yeah. and I think even if they only score 17 points it could be 17-3 so I just think there's a chance that the defense for the commanders gets it done so yeah I'll put them even though it's a bit of a bit of a risky spread this is the least exciting game of the whole like agree. slate, really, isn't it? It's like, and is this going to be? Do you think this is going to be like pretty much the default spread against the Cardinals for any team? It's like starts at this, doesn't it? Because they're just like so bad. Or yeah, there, anyway. I, I think I read the other day that the Commanders are the one third bi- biggest pick ever in um, Survivor. Because obviously, <laughs> they're not a very, they're not a very good team, 
So mm-hmm. you want to use them up early so you've got the better teams to wait. And they're playing the Cardinals in week one. Yeah, I think I read it in the last 20 years. It's the third high, most picked team ever in Survivor in America. So I can yeah. see exactly why. Yeah. This and this is also something. the worst jersey matchup ever as well, by the way. Yeah, neither good. Neither are good. Like the Cardinals, New Jersey is just bad, aren't they? They're just, they just are not bad. great at all. The Cardinals have never good jerseys as well. As well. The, like even like their old ones were like white with the red shoulders. Like it's yeah. not great. It's not a great look. Um, nah. So yeah, no, agreed. I mean, I'll go for. I'll, do you know what? Just to have a difference, I'll just go <laughs> for the Cardinals with absolutely no, no reason whatsoever. I mean, when you trade him for Josh Dobbs to be a starter, it just says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, you're going to be wanting some James Connor runs. That's what you're going to need for that. Um, right. <laughs> on to the late slate then. Um, we'll go Packers at Bears first. Bears are favoured at home by one and a half. So on a neutral field, they think the Packers are better than the Bears. The Bears are getting mm. one and a half for, for being at home, basically. Um, I love Justin Fields. Did in college. Slightly worried how he looked, even though he looked good at running the ball. The last five mm. weeks, I looked on last Monday, I looked at his stats from a clean pocket and they were pretty bad from a clean pocket as well. A team that didn't yeah. have many clean pockets. So I am a little bit worried, but I think the run game will be good. Obviously the weapons are a lot better. All the talk from Packers camp is Jordan loves really good, which I find yeah. interesting. Um, but for me, I am going to pick the Packers plus one and a half just because I think the defense is so much better than the bears. I think the bears defensive line might be one of the worst in football. I actually think the secondary could be quite good. I know there's a couple of young players there in like second and third years, but I think they're not going to get any pressure up front. So I just think that Matt LaFleur is a good coach and I think he'll be able to scheme up an offense. So yeah, I'm going to go Packers plus one and a half. Yeah, the Bears, like, I've just got to get better play out of Justin Fields, haven't they, as a, as a quarterback, I'll say. Yeah. Um, you know, as a passer, they've just got to be better. You know, that's what DJ Moore's coming for. Hopefully, you know, that'll have a bit of an impact for him because, you know, Justin Fields is such a, a fun player at Ohio State. Hopefully he can become just a version of that in the NFL because it's kind of strange, isn't it? Because he was kind of poised and calm in the pocket and now he's not at all. Yeah. It's really strange. He used, like get, completely. he used to get smashed in the pocket in college. Like people didn't watch him like in college. Uh, see me and you, like, I guess more rare for like people that I know, they don't watch much college football, but he would just stand there and sling mm. it and just get absolutely rocked, which actually happened in the playoffs that, that last year. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, he was getting hit last year, but that was because he was scrambling and he was turning left when there's an edge rush appealing that way. And mm. yeah, his pocket presence has got worse. And I and I think you hear this a lot when you get drafted to a bad team with a bad line, it builds bad habits. And I almost feel yeah. like True. he's probably regressed in the NFL from that perspective. Maybe mm. he's better at reading defenses, running the ball, whatever. It's hard to tell, but I think he's got worse at pocket presence just because of how bad that line was in, in year one, I think. Yeah, I, I hope that he's taking a step forward. I'll go. I'll go for the Bears. I'll, I'll go for the Bears. Take this one. I mean, the Packers—they're wanting to probably talk up Jordan Love because obviously they've made the bed, haven't they? Now with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers having again a PR masterclass with Hard Knocks came out really yeah. well. Thought he looked really relaxed and looked like a great guy, you know. And if you hadn't heard all the stuff about him, then you would have thought Aaron Rodgers is, is a great guy. I don't know what everyone's talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they're going to talk up Jordan Love to, to almost save face. So. Yeah, maybe it won't be as good for Jordan Love um, when the actual game start. I don't know. But yeah, I'll go for the best. Again, just to give a difference as well, difference of opinion and be a bit contrarian. Nice. I can't remember, did you like or dislike Luke Musgrave? Because I really liked him, but I couldn't remember if you disagreed or you liked him as well. I mean, he's good from what we saw. We just didn't see anything, did we, really? But he looks like a great yeah. athlete. Obviously, his RAS score was amazing. So, 
so yeah, he's he's good, but obviously needs to stay healthy. But you know, they've got a couple of Titans there, haven't they? So um they've got a couple of uh, swings of the bat. Apparently he's good in camp, so we'll see how, mm, yeah, he has how, been, yeah. How, yeah, yeah. See how much they target him in uh, in week one. Uh, next game then that means a lot to us. Raiders yes. at Broncos. <laughs> Very difficult spread. I found this because I'm not really <laughs> don't know if I'm a believer in either team. Um, <laughs> Broncos minus three and a half. Uh, I know they are at home. I thought this was going to be a straight three and just keep it quite casual for mm. the bookies, but for three and a half, they must be having a lot of people bet on on Sean Payton. Um, yeah, a lot of talk this week again from Payton. There's leaks coming out, obviously, about some of the things he said to Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're true or not, but I could 100% imagine him saying that because. The way Peyton speaks. Raiders, yeah. I spoke about it in our preview show on the pod on here. Terrible offensive line. I know the left people love the left tackle more than me. I think he's good. But I don't think he's great, but I think he's, he's good. good. That's it. He's good. That's that's the yeah. ceiling of it. That's it. Yeah. He's the fine. other four are bad. Terrible. And the second and I think the secondary, even though I like Marcus Peters was my first ever Chiefs jersey. I think the secondary is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I am a bit worried about that, but it would not shock me in a one off game. If Devontae Adams had 150 yards, two touchdowns, and like 13 receptions, <laughs> I know they're probably going to follow him with Pat Sertain, so maybe that won't happen. But I do find this game really, really hard to pick. So I probably will go Raiders plus three and a half just for the points because I don't really know what's going to happen in this game. Um, are you a believer in Sean Payton improving Russ, or do you think he'll just improve every other part of the team and that would just mean they get more wins naturally? I think he'll improve the team almost from top to bottom. I don't think he gives a shit about Russ, to be honest with you. I would completely I believe these quotes <laughs> because the way I see it is Sean Payton's come in from you know being on TV. He didn't need to come back to coaching. They obviously gave him an absolute bag to do so. And he's not wedded to Russ as much as the Broncos are because obviously they made this horrendous trade, gave him loads of money and stuff like that. I think Payton's got enough power in the organization and enough, I don't know, kind of experience and balls, I guess to just do it his own way. And if it doesn't go well, then he can say, well, I want my own quarterback. Like, give me a new quarterback, basically. And I can see him saying these sort of things to Russ, because obviously we know that Russ is super corny, he's saying you're, you're not running for the coffee and things, which is it's bang on, to be honest with you. Like, someone needed to okay. say it. I'm glad that Sean Payton did. Um, okay. I think that it's potentially got, you know, a late to mid-season blow-up between them on the cards, because, you know, Russ can only smile so long, right? I don't know. Um mm-hmm. I think they, they'll have enough to beat the Raiders in this because as much as, like you say, the Raiders have Devontae Adams, they've also got Jimmy G, so I don't know. And that Marcus Peters that you had in your jersey is a different version to what it is now <laughs> yeah, as yeah. well. And they're, they're, the only good thing that they've got going for them, I would say, is Max Crosby, which isn't enough. You know, I've seen Chargers teams with just Joey Bosa and just Derwin James, and it's not enough to have one good player or two good players. So, yeah, I know that that's not the case. And the Broncos are going to be they're going to be decent, I think. They're not going to be amazing. I think they'll take a step forward from last year in general, but they'll be decent. And then Peyton will try and build them up year, year by year, I guess, and probably get rid of Russ at some point. Yeah. So you're picking Broncos minus three and a half? Yes, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm going Broncos, yeah. We got a lot. We got a lot of differences now. I need to go back and yeah, we really stepped it up since you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I have, we have. Um, I'm worried the Broncos aren't going to get any pressure um, at all throughout the, throughout the season. I think Randy their pass kind rushes of... are quite like short term, aren't they? You know, yeah, Randy Gregory, Frank Clark, just like uh... Frank Clark, short term, as in like two quarters in the playoffs, short term. <laughs> Even though he did well for the Chiefs, I never wanted us to give him that contract, but. Um, 
Yeah, he played, by the way, with the into the fourth quarter in two preseason games. Frank Clark. Wow. Did. Okay, I didn't know that, but that's uh, interesting. I don't know why. That's a killer for someone who's always in. Frank Clark gets mm. in, injured quite often, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I think that's probably one of the hardest games for me to pick because I just don't know what the Broncos are going to be. To be honest, I think Russ could be worse than last year, but he could equally be better because Sean Payton's way better OC. But we'll see. Mm. Um, next game, then it's your favorite game: Dolphins <laughs> at Chargers. Um, Chargers favored at home by three and a half, so you get that hook as well, which is. Mm. Slightly surprising, I think, for a lot of people. Um, first question, will it even be a home game? Or are they going to be three oh, times? Oh, come on. That's not a thing now. Come on. <laughs> that is not a thing now. When I, watch the game, there. Come on. when I watch the game in the pub, surrounded by everyone, I'm and everyone's telling me Justin Herbert's not top five QB, and I'm arguing, saying he's better than Joe Burrow, <laughs> I'm going to have some Chargers fans on the screen somebody to, 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 yeah. to... Oh, to yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Were you surprised it was three and a half when I sent you the... Obviously, it's different wherever you go. But we're using Sky Battles mm, here, but mm, mm. were you surprised it was three and a half? Or you think that's a right for kind of bet? Because these two teams get compared to each other probably too much, to be honest. A lot, yeah. I did yeah. see one ranking today. I can't remember who it was um, on Twitter that had the Chargers ranked fifteen. It's like preseason power rankings. Chargers ranked fifteen, <laughs> Dolphins at four. So you definitely tweeted them, didn't you? That, no, I didn't actually. I just sent it to my friend who's also a Chargers fan and we talked about <laughs> it privately and bitched about it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried about this game. I don't know why. I've got this thing that I maybe it's because I give Mike McDaniel so much shit. Again, this receipts thing is hanging over me. I'm just like, oh, it's going to come back to bite me, I'm sure. So I don't well, know. Last, last year, you mean? Or just, before in general, you just in general. <laughs> just, I just, yeah. just find him really, really irritating. Just every, you know, everyone's seen this clip of him saying like the Brandon Staley plan and like kind of like scoffing at it and things like that that's come out yeah. in a couple of days. So it's like, I saw that. it's one of those things where like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think he's going to have a plan week one. I think what's going to happen is obviously we had the game last year where halftime, like two had completed like one pass out of like however many it was. And I think we, we kind of played a lot of press and we stopped them from kind of getting off the line, obviously with the speed that they've got. I think they're going to come out and come out with a lot of motion to try and like disrupt that and not allow us to get hands on them. And um it's gonna be it's gonna be a real tough matchup, I think, because you know, week one they're gonna come out with all this funky stuff. I think that like my Daniel's gonna have cooked up and we yeah. just can see him getting the better of us to be honest, which is a massive shame because I'm gonna have to turn off Twitter for a while, I think. And like I said before I'm talking, I'm gonna be watching this with a couple of Dolphins fans as well. So yeah, it, it's um it'd be sweet if we win. Um but I, I just know I'm just feeling a bit pessimistic about this one, which is odd for me. Yeah, it is a tricky one. Um, if I do see one ranking of two or above Herbert, if they win, that, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. Angry. It's going to happen. Acho is going to be. be he's already uh, muted as well. He's going to be all over this, isn't he? Yeah, he will be. Yeah, in terms of the game, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Obviously, Chargers' offense is going to look completely different. Um, mm. Very short passing game. I think 78 percent of that was on the OC. Um, mm. Oh yeah. Like I said to my friends. In a group chat, and we were discussing Herbert when he got paid. That my only worry, my only negative for him is that he's just naturally more not negative, but more wants to be perfect. So he wants yeah. to check it down because that's the perfect play to make. Whereas some of the quarterbacks might scramble, go for the 30 yard pass. Sometimes it won't complete. So it was the wrong play in theory. Sometimes it will. And it was obviously much better than a two yard yeah. pass to Eckler. And I think that the offense seems like it's going to be different. I still think you'll have the odd moment where maybe he does make a conservative decision. But I think as the weeks go on, that probably just changed because everything you hear about him is he's, he wants to make people happy. So if his OC is saying, 
throw it down the field. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, he'll yeah. listen and start throwing it down the field, but it might take a few weeks. So I'm excited for the for the game. Uh, I do not think Tua is good at quarterback. <laughs> um, so I am kind of invested in the Chargers winning, but it's win-win for me because if you lose, it helps me for the division. <laughs> but um, I will pick be picking Chargers minus three and a half. Um, yeah, I just I read too much into it. I just think quarterback's so much better than the guy opposite him that he should be able to win by. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be like touchdown. It would not yeah, shock yeah. me if it was like two minutes, 50 seconds, need a drive and rather than score a field goal he goes and scores a touchdown and everyone's like <laughs> who says that he can't win big games he's just won another big game that's obviously not a playoff game but mm. people say he never has fourth quarter drives when he's got quite a lot of fourth quarter got drives so. <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah I think they win win by seven I do not obviously I don't like Tyreek Hill anymore I didn't really like him <laughs> when he played for us off the field and I don't like Tua so I'm kind of a little bit biased ironically against the Dolphins which is towards you um how well do you think the the Chargers' defense will stack up throughout the season? I know you mentioned this game in particular, but I think Staley gets a lot of stick being a defensive guy, mm. and I think the defense has probably been the weaker unit, I guess, throughout throughout his yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's going to improve this year, or are you on the camp of, oh, it might stay the same, and then we have to go Kellen Moore, head coach, be an offensive team? <laughs> this is this is the million dollar question, isn't it? And this is the area of the team that needs to improve the most. Like you say, the offense should improve a lot because you know the skill set of Justin's going to be able to marry up with what Kellen wants to do, and that should be really exciting. We've obviously got a bunch of good wide receivers now. We've got the best offensive line I've seen as a Chargers fan, which is fantastic. Um, and you know, you've still got Austin Eckler and a couple of decent running backs behind him. I'll say decent with a bit of an inflection, I don't know, but. Um, like say the the defense just needs to step up. Otherwise, Staley's going to be out of a job, and like no one's going to like begrudge it to be honest with you, because it's the highest. Um, it's the highest. What is it now? It's the most total spend um, in terms yeah. of defense. I probably didn't phrase that very well, but people know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and you know they just need to step up because Brandon Staley's come over from the Rams as this like genius defensive coordinator, and he does have a good game plan. You know, like I said, the Dolphins game plan last year was fantastic, and it worked really, really well. So yeah. he obviously can do it. He just needs to do it for like 17-plus games. I don't know. It, it's it's tough to say. Like That'll be what the season bears on, I would say. Yeah. That's the difference between winning maybe like 8, 9 games or winning like 10, 11. 12, yeah. 12, yeah, maybe yeah. 12, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think for him, obviously, from an outsider's perspective, he may be so good at the game planning that I almost feel like his he hasn't got the install right. You know, kind of like the basic concepts mm-hmm. like what they do, what 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 he used to do well. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like a little bit like Mike McDaniel at times on offense, kind of going too complex and not having that kind of staple defense week yeah, to week. Yeah. Um, almost like Bill Belichick. Yeah, almost like Bill Belichick, who I think has nailed it, who does do different stuff all the time. But he's got a few key concepts, obviously the whole let's double the wide receiver mm-hmm. one and then what, and then our best corner goes on wide receiver two, like kind of things he's done for years. And I think for, for you guys, it's just every week seems to be different or from, from what I watch and obviously what I listen to from like Nate Tice and people like that who, who follow the mm-hmm. game more than me, this seemed to be, maybe it's too complex, you know, especially when you added like what, eight or nine new players into, to a defense. So yeah, I, I'd expect this year it should be better. But like you said, if it's not, that's going to be like, okay, Chargers fans probably saying time to, move on from 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 him. yeah unfortunately like the the problem was obviously we came from gus bradley to staley it's completely different style of defense yeah. different different player types are required 
that obviously has slowly changed to the point where we've like got com- almost like complete continuity now. Now it's only like Eric Hendricks has come in, Drew Tranquil's gone. The rest is the same, you know, pretty much. Yeah. So he wants to have this continuity. He's been talking about continuity today and now he's got it. Now you've got to prove it. At the end of the day, you can't yeah. be ranked the 28th defense and the, you know, if we jump up no. to like the fourth offense in the league or something like that under Kellen. Yeah. You're not going to be able to go too far in the playoffs with like the 28th defense again. Be fun games though. <laughs> <laughs> fun games. Justin will have a lot of fourth quarter comebacks again. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I think the team is getting older, right? So it's kind of hmm. it's a little it's bit like, like again. So yeah, it yeah, needs to happen little, this year. A little bit like that Chiefs team that was a little bit older, I guess. Bills are a bit different because they're kind of still paying really, where they haven't made that decision where it feels like next year the Chargers probably have to. And I think people forget as well that JC Jackson just didn't work out. It happens a lot yeah. to build better check players that get paid elsewhere, but that's a lot of money for it not to yeah. work out. And hopefully he's better and uh, and healthier. He's been um, looking good in camp by all accounts. So, you know, it's that again, another player, another part of the defense that needs to kind of bring back the sort of return on what that investment has been made in him. Yeah. Well, I think if him and Matt get to 90% of their old selves and the defense just looks like really, really fun. Because I think 100% yeah. is hard for them at their yeah, age now. At their age, but yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, I think this will be a fun game. I do think it'll be high scoring. Two of the stats will look great because I, I do think Tyree Kill probably has a big game in this game. I think this is a typical typical Tyree Kill game. I put the Chargers minus three and a half. Uh, I think you're picking the Dolphins by the sounds of it and hoping the Chargers. Yeah, I, like I say, like yeah, yeah, like I say, I, just one of those things just just in the back of my mind says I don't think this will come out for us to be honest. We went the whole time without mentioning Tua's health, which is a win for this podcast. Um, <laughs> I will mention the offensive line for Dolphins is rubbish. Uh, so I do think Chargers will, will get pressure as well. Um, next game then, Eagles at Pats. This was the Sky game, I think. If I, this is the Sky game or are you the Sky game? No, it's, it's the Dolphins Chargers, yeah. Uh, okay, right. I don't, yeah, know, why yeah. I I don't that, know if but... it got changed or what. I don't know. But yeah, it's... Maybe it's maybe it's, someone who's going, maybe it's someone who's going to the event on Sunday that wanted to watch this game. But... Um, <laughs> Eagles at Pats. Eagles favored on the road by three and a half. I think that spread would be bigger if it wasn't for uh, for Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. I'm still not a great believer in the offense uh, for the Pats. Um, I think Juju was a clever signing. I would have kept Kirby Myers over Juju. And then that report came out this week that his knee could explode, quote unquote, at any time, <laughs> which is not the quote you want for your wide receiver one. Um, no. And look, Bill's a great coach. I think if there's anyone that can stop the Eagles offense at times and frustrate them uh i think he can do it there was a fun clip today of them talking about i don't know if you saw it he was talking about <laughs> uh, yeah and then he smirked and uh, i was just like oh uh, he's cooking up something so i think this game will be closer than people think but i am going to pick the eagles minus three and a half and they pull away towards the end i just opened the pats offense even though it'll be better than last year because of who's the oc i don't think it'll be good enough for a game like this so i'm picking the eagles yeah the the parts of that um meme that goes around of the bugatti next to the, the house that's falling down. Like their yeah. defense is going to be like one of the best in the league. And then their offense is like like it's nobody, isn't it? Like Mac Jones just obviously isn't a great quarterback there. Offensive line is much worse than it ever has been. Wide receivers like what? Like what are we doing here? Sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got a couple of decent pieces around around the place, but like you know it's Bill O'Brien calling the place. So you don't even get like a big bump from that either. Like you say, I think the Eagles will protect this. I think actually the Spread probably be a bit higher, to be honest, but um, it's probably like you say, just down to Bill Belichick. And I think as much as the Eagles 
might have a bit of a hangover, obviously, from losing the Super Bowl. They'll just have too much for the Pats in this one, I think. Yeah. Yep, completely agree. This is like the Pats weapons that they would put with Tom Brady when Tom Brady was like top three <laughs> yeah. highest paid QB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like the top three highest paid offensive line. And they'd be like, look, the weapons, you just have to deal with it. But they've got Mac Jones yeah. and an average average offensive line. So I don't think it's going to work. Um, next game then, Rams at Seahawks. We'll fly through this one because uh, it's the Rams. So Seahawks favored by five and a half. Doesn't look like Cooper Cup's going to play. One of the worst defenses I've seen on our lads for a mm-hmm. uh, jar ever. Um, I still think Stafford could be good. A bit worried, obviously, if he gets a hit on that neck or back area. It's just, I just you don't want anyone having that that type of injury. Seems risky. So I, I just don't know what's going to happen with this team. If Cup was here, I might pick him because I've said all off season that I think the offense, when those two are both playing, will be very good in most games, just because of how good the quarterback, wide receiver, head coach is. But for this game. I think it's Seahawks minus five and a half if Cup doesn't play. I really like the Seahawks. Great offense. Uh, I really like the defense. Obviously, defensive head coach that calls plays. Mm-hmm. Um, does really well against Sean McVay a lot, actually, especially stopping him running the football. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Seahawks, but uh, I just need to see a little bit more with the Rams, see if any of these rookies are going to play better than, than most of us think. Yeah, the Rams are just a bit of an unknown at the moment, aren't they? I think, I mean, I in my mind, I just think of the Rams as basically like Aaron Donald, Sean McVay, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, and that's out it to be honest with you as much yeah, as like yeah. they'll obviously get a bump from from maybe in the, the play caller and you know they'll obviously get something from some of the young players but at the minute there's not a lot to hang your hat on in terms of like when you walk into week one and thinking well what are they going to do how are they going to be it's much more of a known quantity on the other side of the field obviously Gino might regress a little bit because he was out of his mind last year and um, but the Seahawks have also got a lot going for them as well both on, on both sides of the ball you know so I think the Seahawks kind of take this one quite easily. I think the Rams, if it wasn't for the Cardinals, would be you know quite easily the bottom team in this division. They're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL as well. Yeah, I think Seahawks might score quite a few points in this one. Um, but yeah, not a fun game. So thankfully, we don't have to watch it on Sunday. Um, <laughs> Sunday Night Football, though. Uh, I feel like this game is Sunday Night Football every year. Uh, yeah. First game of the season. Cowboys at the Giants. Another 0.5 spread. So Cowboys are favoured on the road by three and a half points. Um, I was going to try and pick the Cowboys to win the division, bottled it, and I picked them, <laughs> picked them to to still get to the Super Bowl though, and lose to the uh, obviously Kansas City Chiefs. So um, I do think the Cowboys are going to be good. Um, I'm not sure the offense is going to look like they spoke a lot about running the ball. And then all their actions show me they're not going to run the ball because they've got quite a small back, obviously mm-hmm. coming off an injury. Haven't added anything, to be honest. Haven't really added a tight end that I feel like is going to add much to the blocking game after they lost one that could block and obviously catch passes last year. Wide receivers, the guys they've added, are not known for blocking. <laughs> so I kind of think they're saying they're going to run the ball. Maybe they will in certain situations when they're winning, but I, I still think they'll throw it quite a bit. So I think the offense will be good. Um, Giants offense, I think, probably regresses personally. Um, I know they cut like four of their slot receivers, but they've still got <laughs> four or five, so they aren't the, yeah. the slot receiver army is still there. The defense looks a lot better on paper. Wink Martindale's defense is a very hit and miss. Um, very often they have one a good year followed by a bad year because it is hard just to keep blitzing to death and, <laughs> and not get caught at some point. So I found this one difficult to pick because of the three and a half, but I do think the Cowboys are going to be a very, very good team. Obviously, I love the coaching staff of the Giants. I think the game will stay close. But I think down the fourth quarter, I think the Cowboys are probably going to have too much. Um, what do you think? 
Yeah, the Cowboys are going to be really good this season, I think. I think they've got a pretty complete team. Going back to what you said earlier, I think Mike Parsons is going to be one of the better players in the league, just on, in general. Don't even cut it down to defence, to be honest with you. Um, mm. You know, he's a defensive end pass rusher full-time now and will be the whole season and probably will, yeah. like, push himself amongst, in my rankings anyway, you know, amongst those top two or three, you know, up there with Nick Bosa and, uh, and Miles Garrett, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so, yeah, like you say, it's one of those things, isn't it, where if he just swapped Dayball onto the Cowboys, you'd think this is oh. like a challenger for the Super Bowl. But yeah. Mike McCarthy does bring that kind of the vibe down somewhat. He does, um, he does. But, they, but they, they're, they're good. They're so good. They're good. They're still good on both sides of the ball. And um, I'm going to, you know, pick them with this one. And as much as, like you say, the Giants probably are going to regress, like they might just use Daniel Jones in this funky way again, just getting to run all over the place. Saquon's yeah. obviously going to be there. And they uh, they could spring some surprises at week one as well, just and maybe just go away from that, you know, in in and kind of disguise things a little bit, thinking that the Cowboys will expect them to kind of use those weapons on the ground quite a lot. So yeah, it could be an interesting game to watch. And uh, but yeah, I think the Cowboys are just gonna have too much for them at the end of the day. Yeah, I love this Cowboys defensive line. I think yeah, not not just this game because I think the obviously um, Giants have got an elite left tackle for me in in um, Taylor. Is that right? Yes. The Giants. Yeah. And then he forgot his name. Then, Thomas. Yeah. Thomas, that's it. Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Why don't you take it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Cowboys defensive line is going to be going to be far too good. Um, now they've added someone in the middle as well in Smith that can actually stop the run. I think mm-hmm. that, that they're going to be good. But I will be here for the first double move 50-yard pass to my guy Jalen Hyatt from Daniel Jones. <laughs> Hopefully over uh, Diggs. That would be quite fun. But I, I think the Cowboys are going to, uh, going to win this game. Um, by the way, yeah, Giants receiver Hyatt taking Odell's 13 is one of the coolest number picks in the <laughs> in the league. Um, last game then, probably going to easily have the most... Well, I see no, Cowboys-Giants might have the most viewers, but I think Bills-Jets going to get a lot of fanfare throughout the week. Yeah, Bills at Jets, Bills favoured. Yeah, favoured on the road by two and a half. Rodgers versus Allen. It's a pretty... It's a very exciting game. Uh, Jets fans are probably in heaven at the moment as well, imagining like their team being talked about this in this sort of way I, I think i looked that in the first four weeks they've got two primetime games and sky have actually picked them for the third week three game on sky so they're going to be on our tvs over here if you've only got sky three out of four weeks so that <laughs> if you don't like aaron Rodgers, it's not going to be a good month for, for you um yeah this is a hard one for me because the jets defense is good i've talked all off season about the bills defense probably regressing because they are very old <laughs> like all their best players mm-hmm. are i know Every player is getting older, but they are past like that certain age now where you start to get worried. They both safeties got hurt last year. Obviously, Michael Hyde got hurt last year as well. I think throughout the season they're going to regress, but this is week one. Like I almost feel like this is a perfect week for them to be playing Aaron Rodgers because this would be the best they'd be, minus Von Miller. Um, and no matter how good he's been, Josh Allen's just still better. So yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a fun game, I think it's gonna be a close game. Uh, I think both offensive lines could actually have a bit of a <laughs> bit of an issue in this game. I don't think either are going to be great mm-hmm. from the tackle position for left or right, to be honest. Um, ha- ha- what do you think is going to be the main kind of impact? Is it Jets defense? Do you think like, oh, this this is the key to the game? Is it Bills offense? Like, where do you think either way that that this game could be won or lost? I think this is the matchup of the quarterbacks because mm-hmm. Rodgers is going to be on a bit of a fuck you tour, isn't he? To everyone, yeah. to Green Bay. Like you say, imagine being a salty Green Bay fan having to watch him as well over the next month, just like every week if you've only got Sky. Um, I think this is going to go 
and be quite a high-scoring game. I think the the Jets defense, sorry, is going to be really good um, mm-hmm. throughout the whole season. But like I say, Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen's going to have one of those games where he just like wills the Bills to a win, a very very narrow win over Rodgers. Um, so I'm going to go with the Jets. No, sorry, with a Bills win, but by less than two and a half. I'm going to go kind of oh. that way. I think it'll be like a one-point win or something like that. I think it'll be super close. I think it's going to be one of those games that just goes down to the wire because two quarterbacks just go absolutely mad. That'll be fun. I think Diggs versus Source is good as well. That's yeah. a fun matchup. I yeah. don't know who's going to cover Garrett Wilson, but someone's going to have to try. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to have a. I think he's going to have a big season this season. I think I'm mm. a little bit worried now um, um, that Corey Davis he retired from from the yeah. NFL. And I know there was rumours about them cutting him or trading him because he had a big cap pit and I thought maybe they'd trade him and get someone else. But they obviously traded Elijah Moore. He retired. I don't think their second weapon is like Is it great. Alan Lazard at this point? I think it will be because obviously he knows him so well. And then obviously they'll hmm. probably use McCall Hartman on sweeps and stuff like that to stretch, which I think makes sense for Rogers, so he doesn't have to just drop back and throw it 50 times a game. But um, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about their second weapon. Um, throughout the season, but I don't think that'll matter much in this game. I think Rogers can have a game plan and be like, right, do I need to throw 16 passes to Gary Wilson? Then let's go. I'm going <laughs> to throw go. 16 passes. <laughs> so I'm going to pick the Bills, though, because I think he's a better quarterback, and I have picked the Jets to miss the playoffs. So I need, Ooh, I, need okay. I need, I need the Bills to win this game for season-long prediction purposes, because I picked them to win the division, <laughs> and there only needs to be one team from that division that makes the playoffs. So yeah, I'll go Bills, but I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I like the fact it's in New York as well, because I think that's going to be sick for Aaron Rodgers' debut. The fans are going to be yeah. going absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably try and stay up as well and uh, watch this game. Whereas I probably won't stay up for uh, Cowboys-Giants, I don't think. But I might <laughs> I, might, I might stay up for this one. Um, cool. And that's all the games. So let me go through the, the ones we picked differently. So um, I picked Chiefs minus five, Lee picked Lions plus five. I picked Titans plus three and a half, Lee picked Saints minus three and a half. I picked Steelers plus two and a half, which I'm regretting. <laughs> Lee picked 49ers minus two and a half. I picked Packers plus one and a half. Lee picked Bears minus one and a half. Raiders, I picked plus three and a half. Lee picked Broncos minus three and a half. And then Chargers, I, sorry, Chargers Dolphins, I picked Chargers minus three and a half. Lee picked Dolphins plus three and a half. And the final one, I picked Bills minus two and a half and Jets plus two and a half. As the podcast goes, that's more differences than normal. We're talking like okay, that's good. four or five normally. Um, but week one's a bit of a, yeah, bit, of a, a bit of a crazy one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of things that are up in the air, especially with you know, new coordinators coming in on, and on some teams. And you think, well, how are they going to call the game? And your quarterbacks in new positions, how's it going to work in terms of chemistry? You know, we want injuries as well as we kind of talked about with a couple of teams. So there's a lot in the in the air. You know, maybe it'll settle down as you and Patrick work through in the next few weeks. And like I say, regress back to being four or five differences that you'll have. Yeah, week one red zone is bound to be crazy as well. I always feel like week one's nuts because people don't quite yeah. know what they're doing on special teams and yeah. on defense. And there's yeah. some uh, there's Small some big plays. Issues. Definitely, definitely. Um, cool. Last question before I get out of here, because as always, me and you have gone longer <laughs> than we've said. Um, as a new like as a neutral, what's the game you're most looking forward to just to watch out of this slate? Uh, there's a couple really, isn't there? We've kind of mentioned them from like an intrigue point of view. I think the Panthers Falcons like is a really intriguing game just to quite even the match team, obviously, divisional game to open it up as well. Um, but yeah, that Bills Jets game again for the same sort of reasons, but kind of like obviously two good, really good teams. Um, but I don't know, I'm just really intrigued by the Texans Ravens, as I mentioned before. <laughs> I just yeah. think 
it could be a lot closer than it is. The Ravens have got, like I say, a few interesting factors, and I think the Texans are better than people expect. Yeah, are going to be better than people expect. So, yeah, I'll be definitely because I'll be um, looking out for a few things. But yeah, I'll, I'll try and see if I can catch on a little bit of the Ravens Texans. Although I'll be watching someone at someone else's house with Sky, so it'll be the Steelers 49ers game that'll be on TV. But I might have that on my phone slightly in the corner or something like that. Nice. Yeah, I think 49 Steelers is going to be a bit of a bloodbath on the defensive lines. I think that's always fun, especially for week mm-hmm. one where you'll see loads of high-scoring games. Uh, but it probably is your game, Dolphins Chargers, that I'm probably most looking forward to watch. I think it probably has more of an impact on the AFC than mm-hmm. a lot of the others. Um, yeah, now my sneaky my sneaky one was uh, against you in terms of uh, Titan Saints, because I just want to see, like, am I completely <laughs> wrong? Are they going to be terrible? And after one quarter, I'm like, turn it off. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, cool. That's it for our, our week one review. Patrick will be back. Um, he might have extended his trip, but he's still going to be back for uh, Monday or Tuesday for us to do a uh, review of week one. We can talk about all the action. Um, Lee, do you want to give everyone a uh, quick shout of like what you've got coming before Sunday or what you've already got out that they could go and uh, go and read? Yeah, so we've got a whole bunch that's been coming out on the touchdown. So I've been working my way through the floors and ceilings for every team doing division by division. Thankfully, that series finished a bit of a mammoth one. Finished off with the AFC West this week, came out um, on Wednesday, today, as we were recording. And then, uh, yeah, we've got some preseason predictions that are coming out tomorrow that I'm going to be hastily putting together before I go to bed now that we've uh, finished recording a little bit later than we planned. Um, that's just a kind of roundtable article that we've put together with just a whole bunch of preseason predictions, of which I give you a little bit of an insight to um, in, in tonight's Ooh. podcast, actually, as well. Nice. Yes, yeah, so if you make a crazy pick, you can. Blame me about Liam kept me too late. <laughs> my, my brain was uh, all over the place, but yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, go read leagues. This stuff's really, really good. Um, whether it's draft or not draft, I appreciate. Think you're one of the better UK writers that I've read. So um, everyone, go read that. Um, and thanks again, mate, for uh, coming on. I'm sure we'll get no, you on. A, throughout always the a good time. Yeah, always uh, a good time. And then remember to follow us at Go for Two Pod. Two being the number two. Go follow at Full Ten Yards as well, um, because we are part of their network. And there is a kickoff party on Sunday. I still believe you can get tickets online. Uh, I think they're free now and they come with free drinks as well. So, um, But you've got to get a ticket before you can't just turn up because it's a ticketed event. So, yeah, go go do that if you haven't and you want to come watch the games with some like-minded people. Um, but, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening and enjoy week one. We will speak to you soon.